episode 6 of Expecting Rainbow, a podcast about navigating life after experiencing pregnancy or infant loss. I'm your host, Justine. Today, I'll be talking about dealing with mom guilt as a lost parent. folks, welcome to today's episode. Man, it's been a hard week. Actually, it was a pretty hard month. As you know, last month was Pregnancy and Infant Loss Awareness Month, and it took a lot out of me. It's an empowering month as a lost parent, seeing so many others share their babies and their stories and experiences with the world. I just think that's so important, but it's also a sad month to see all these parents missing their babies, and even though it's no longer October, I hope parents continue to talk about their children and find the support they need, and I hope their children continue to be honored and remembered all year round. If you're not a lost parent, I encourage you to continue supporting your friends and family, say our babies' names, light a candle for them any day of the week. Just let us know you're remembering our baby with us. Remember them when you think of us or their living siblings. It means a lot. This past weekend, I felt exhausted. I was just so tired of being sad. And even when I'm happy, it feels like there's always a little bit of sadness there because Stephen isn't here. And I started to feel really bad about it because I was thinking, does this mean I'm wishing I didn't have to think about Stephen? Am I trying to forget him? Because I would never want to forget him, you know. He's my kid. But parenting a dead child is so different from parenting a living one. Because a lot of that parenting amounts to noticing all the things you can't do. I can't buy clothes for Stephen or toys for him to play with. I can buy things to represent his place in our family, something like a Christmas stocking for him, or I got that puzzle of his name, but Stephen isn't going to play with that. He's never going to learn to spell his name. Everett will, but not Stephen. In my resource episode from last week, I mentioned these weighted bears you can get for your baby. And I actually don't have one of those. And I have friends who always notify me when the order form opens up. And maybe one day I will get one. But for now, I just can't. Because Stephen was so small and... To be honest, I don't want to be reminded of how small and almost weightless he was. 
I don't want to be reminded of how small he felt in my lap in his tiny blanket or how buried he was in the swaddle. Sometimes people dress up their weighted bears like they put on a headband or a onesie that was meant for their baby. And I think a lot about how even if I had a Stephen bear, I still wouldn't be able to buy clothes for it or dress it up in anything, really, because it would just be so tiny. And I would also be reminded about how I didn't buy any clothes for Stephen or prepare for his birth in any way because I didn't know that I should have been doing that. I thought I had more time, you know? And even thinking that makes me feel guilty. Something as seemingly trivial as not having a bear when a lot of other lost parents do. But then I think about how I do have him in my house. I see his urn every day. I have his pictures and other things, and it's okay to not have one more thing, especially if I'm not ready. But it sucks, you know. It sucks wanting to be practical about not buying something for the memory of Stephen every time I buy something for Everett. It sucks just not being able to dote on Stephen the way that I dote on Everett. It sucks that I'm parenting my two children in two totally different ways. And it's hard to reconcile that sometimes because it feels like I have to compromise the way I parent Stephen so that I can parent Everett, who is living and who has a lot more needs than Stephen does. Obviously, he does. Actually, I want to clarify a little bit because while parenting Everett does make me realize all these ways I cannot parent Stephen, I don't just notice these things because of Everett. Even before Everett was born, there would be a lot of times I felt bad or ashamed and feeling like I wasn't doing enough for Stephen. Whenever someone said something the wrong way or seemingly mean and I stayed silent, I would feel guilty because I felt like I didn't stand up for Stephen's memory. Whenever I saw someone else start a foundation or hold an event or fundraiser in honor of their baby, I would feel guilty about being too tired in my grief to even think about doing something like that. And in those first few months of grief, the first time I smiled, laughed, or enjoyed myself, I felt guilty too because I wondered if that meant I was moving away from the memory of my son. Ultimately, these moments of guilt can make me feel like I don't love Stephen enough. And since the ways to love my son are limited because he's not physically here, it's easy sometimes for my heart to feel heavy and for me to feel like I'm not a good mom. I don't know if anyone else feels this way too, but if you do, I'm here to tell you that you are a good mom. You are a good dad. You are 
a great parent. And I know that you are doing your best. All we can do is our best. And that is enough. And I often need to tell myself this too. Actually, I think this is one of the reasons why finding a support group or just a few close support friends is so important because sometimes it's hard to reframe our thoughts on our own and we need to hear it from someone else. So this past weekend when I was feeling tired and bad, I was telling my friend Emily about it, about how these feelings made me feel like I was trying to forget Stephen. And she told me, I don't think it's because you're trying to forget Stephen. I think it's just because you wish he was physically here. We're sad because our children have died, and the alternative to not being sad is being happy because they lived and are here with us. And that's exactly it, you know? It's not that I'm tired of simply being sad. I'm tired of the fact that he's not here because that's really what I want for him to be here. So circling back to mom guilt, I think that every mom goes through this. In fact, I know they do. To feel like we're not doing enough as a parent, to question whether or not the choices we make for our children are the right ones. There are so many decisions you can make, and I wonder about the choices I make for Everett all the time. But with Steven, the guilt is different because I don't have that many choices to make with him. I don't really have any choices to make for him at all, so it's less about questioning if my choices are right or wrong. I think most of my guilt is about whether or not I'm doing enough. Like, am I doing enough for him to remember him and honor him? I wish there was more I could do than to speak his name in conversations, to light candles for him. It even makes me feel guilty sometimes to take family photos without him. This Halloween, we signed up for these mini photo sessions in the park for Everett. And I brought this tiny knitted sleeping bag that Stephen wore when he was born. He was too small for clothes, so they put him in this knitted sock-like thing. And other times we've done photos, we've included his urn or his shadow box that I made. And it took a long time for me to reconcile the fact that I might not be able to represent Stephen in every family photo. After his death, I didn't take pictures of myself or of me and my husband Will for a long time because I couldn't stand the fact that Stephen wouldn't be in the picture. That every picture we ever took as a family would be incomplete. And when I was comfortable taking pictures again, I felt horrible when I didn't fully consider how to include Stephen in every photo. There were times I stressed out about things like 
Do I include his urn? Do I get a weighted bear? Do I carry around his shadow box with me everywhere I go in case we want to take a family photo? And I just came to this point when I realized, you know, I just can't include him in every photo because he's not here. And that's my reality. That's just what it's like to have a kid who has died and is not physically here with us. On the other side of the coin, mom guilt also creeps up on me with Everett when I'm grieving Stephen. Sometimes I feel like I'm letting Everett down. It can feel like I should be appreciating him more because he is here and he's alive. But you know, I think I would feel that same feeling too if Stephen were alive and I had both my sons here. Isn't it normal for parents to feel like their attention is sometimes unfairly divided between their kids? And in those moments, I need to remind myself that this is what it's like to be a parent and that whether dead or alive, loving one child does not take away any love from the other. I grieve over Stephen so deeply because grief is love, and I love him deeply. And when it comes to Everett, there are so many ways for me to show him I love him. My experience in loving Everett is just different from how I love Stephen. Neither is less or more. They are simply different. Grief is not a problem to be fixed. It's actually not a problem at all. When your child dies, grief is just a different manifestation of love. And nothing will ever take away the love I have for Stephen. That love is as deep as the love my husband and I have for each other and as wide as the love we have for our living son. There is no manual on how to properly grieve the death of your child or how to be a parent to them afterward. And truly, there is no right way. It's a job that never ends. And with that comes the internal tension of having a task that is always unfinished and always inadequate.